Continuing in the Hilchot Mikra Megillah, we've been talking about the requirement to read the Megillah. So the Shulchan Aruch says, sorry, Afilu Shaim Afilu Asra Yecholim Likrota Biyachad Viyotzim Heim Vashomim So we could have a situation where more than one person is reading from the Megillah. He says two people or even ten people. And not only will those two people or those ten people fulfill their obligation of reading the Megillah, but anyone who is listening to them would also fulfill their uh, obligation to hear the Megillah being read. So the Mishaburah here explains, uh, We do not say... Uh, we do not make the argument that maybe we would make in other areas of halakha, that uh, it's too difficult to discern one voice when there's more than one. So anytime, not anytime, but some of the times, uh, when there's multiple voices being heard, we say, well, it's too difficult for us to discern who I'm actually hearing it from. And maybe I'm not actually hearing one person reading it, I'm hearing multiple people reading different things at different times. Here, we're not going to say that. We're not worried uh, about that. Like we would say, let's say, for example, if multiple people were reading from the Torah at the same time, you've probably never seen that before. Definitely not here at the Beach Wakila, where we have two people leaning at the same time. That we would not allow for. Uh, so why here should it be different? He says, Because this, Torah, uh, this reading uh, from the Megillah is especially beloved. And you're going to be extra special careful to make sure that you could hear it incredibly well. Which is interesting, because you would imagine that this idea that you can't, you know, when there's two voices going on at the same time that you can't hear it, it's more of like a a physical reality, less about my ability to pay attention, right? But here, we're arguing that, no, Trikali Mishtamai is just, uh, you'll, you just won't put in the effort. But if it's something which is Chaviva Mibnei but the story of Megillah, which, you know, is so beloved to you because it's such an incredible story and the great miracle that took place, so then you're going to be extra special careful and you're going to be able uh, to pay attention to it. He says, V'kivan shekin pashudhu bimargish ba'atzmo shemibabalim le'hakolot she'yevshar lishmoa ko'atevo bivadai lo'yatsa. He says, but that's only true if, in fact, it is, uh, you have the ability to discern it because it is so beloved to you. But if you actually find, like, I have no idea what this guy is saying. I can't hear him because the other one's going, so then you certainly would not have fulfilled your obligation. So meaning, it only works if it works. If it doesn't work, so then you can't say that I've gone ahead and I've fulfilled my obligation. Just really quickly, this idea of chavivav uh, uh, yoter that will, will make a special dispensation in halacha because the Megillah is so beloved, so we already quoted Another situation earlier on from the Magen Avraham where we applied this idea that we talked about that the reading of the Megillah needs to be both at night and during the daytime. And we said the night, you have all night to read it. So we asked the million dollar question, typically in halacha, when I have a mitzvah that it can be done at night and I have all night, we tell you that nevertheless, rabbinically, you should take care of it before chatzot, before the midpoint of the nighttime, right? Let's say kriyachma, right? We, we know we have a mitzvah to say kriyachma b'shoch b'chav kumecha, both when you lie down and when you wake up. We assume that means you have the entire night. Come along the rabbis and they tell us, no, you got to say it by chatzot anyway, because we're worried that if you don't say it by then, you're going to procrastinate, you're going to fall asleep, you're going to end up missing out. So why don't we say the same thing by Mikra Megillah? It sounds like you have literally all night until Alora Shachar, until dawn. So we said, because a person would never procrastinate to the point where they would not read the Megillah, they would never fall asleep. Why? Because it's Chaviva Bioter. Because it's so beloved. Magin Avram also says that typically we would tell you before you have a, like let's say you have a special mitzvah that you have to fulfill. Let's say Dikat uh, Hametz, uh, right? We know, I know, we don't want to talk about it, but there's going to be soon uh, an obligation to start checking our houses for Hametz. Uh, and we know specifically the night of uh, Arab Pesach, 
we go and we do the official search with the candle, right, and the feather and the spoon, right? Okay, we'll get to all that when we get to that. So we say there you shouldn't even start learning Torah within a half hour of the beginning of the window of time within which you have to do the B'tikah because we're worried if you get really engaged in your Torah learning that you're going to end up forgetting to do B'tikah Chametz, that would be bad news. We don't have the same requirement when it comes to Mikra Megillah. We say, you want to start learning 10 minutes before Mikra Megillah? Go for it. Why? Asked Magin Avraham. He answers, because it's Chaviva Bioter. You're going to be extra special careful. For some reason, there's something so special and so beloved about the Bitzvah Mikra Megillah that we're not worried about all these situations where we're typically worried. Oh, you're not going to be able to pay attention because you can't hear different things. You're going to end up procrastinating. You'll miss it going all night. You're going to be too engrossed in your learning. No, Chaviva, Chaviva, Chaviva. It's so beloved. We love it so much. We're not worried about that. There are other areas in Halacha. If you want more, uh, Mikorot, uh, I'm happy to share them with you. Yeah, question. No, it's not so clear. I mean, here he says it's Mipnei Hanes because of the miracle, which is also, you have to ask yourself, which miracle is he referring to, right? Because if you look throughout Mikra Megillah, there's no one specific miracle. It's not like the Hanukkah candles that lit for uh, eight days, right? So you really got to stretch, but he, he doesn't really tell us. But there's something so special, something so beloved about Mikra Megillah that we have all these special dispensations. So something we have to talk about certainly in the future. For some reason, I've been very fixed on this this year, this idea that it's so Chaviva, and I found all these different Mikorot that point to it. Also, just the term Chaviva. What does Chaviva mean, that it's beloved? Like, yeah, we, we translate it as beloved, but it has, like, specific implications, right? Typically, chaviva, it seems like, just, again, from my basic research just from this year, chavivut, this idea of being beloved, is specifically when I choose one thing to the exclusion of other things. Okay, how I derive that, again, is a topic for a different discussion. We don't have all night, but I'm not sure how that would apply specifically to Mikra Megillah, but again, all food for thought. If you have any ideas, if you're looking for additional sources, please come and see me because you could tell I'm very excited about this. Anyway, Rabbi Chanan, Rabbi Kashamera, 